Some say that alongside this see-it-to-believe-it world is the shadowy realm of the supernatural. Sometimes the residents of that dimension touch us, and in one moment, our lives are changed forever. America's Lady of Supernatural Thrillers, Mary Ann Pohl, is your real ghost chatter host. On this podcast, you'll hear stories by real people who have seen real ghosts. Once in a while, Mary Ann will podcast a tale taken from the genre she loves best, the supernatural. Welcome to today's Real Ghost Chatter episode. Welcome to Real Ghost Chatter. I'm Marianne Paul, America's Lady of Supernatural Thrillers, a charter member of a wonderful group of authors called Author Master Minds, and your host on Real Ghost Chatter. Today, I'm excited to have Paul Lom on the show again. Paul, if you remember, is a founding member of the Victorian House Ghost Guild in Millardsburg, Ohio. Growing up as an empath with clairvoyant abilities, he has always been interested in the paranormal. In recent years, Paul has focused on mediumship, energy medicine, and helping his family and friends. You can find more about Paul and the Victorian House on Facebook at V as in Victor H Ghost Guilt. If you go to Facebook, search for that, you will find them. Welcome back, Paul. Thank you, Miriam. It's good to have you back. Last time, we talked about dowsing rods and how you communicate with spirits. So I'm wondering if you can expand on this a little and tell us about how things developed with you so you receive messages from those who have crossed over and also how the dowsing rods seem to play a role in that. Yeah, the the, uh, the dowsing rods, I believe I met, talked about this in the last time that we talked, but they kind of came to me, you know, when I was working at the Victorian house and being involved in the, the ghost guild, uh, these rods actually came to me from the outside. I mean, I didn't go buy them. They ended up being in a house that my father had purchased. And he said, do you want these? And I said, absolutely. And, th- and that house was actually very close to the Victorian house. So they kind of came to me. And I, I think that for me and this communication you know, with, with, uh, the departed, those rods have, it just kind of evolved. And just in that, honestly, in the last few years, I mean, I've always, I've had visitations and I've had experiences where, you know, some of my, my grandmother and stuff had come in come and visited me with the rods we we started using those to try to talk with what we call the resident spirits of the victorian house and from there it kind of has mushroomed out to other departed uh, souls have come through from for other people that are in the house both part of the ghost guild and even some of our events that we sponsored people have come through from visitors that have come to the house the rods themselves they give you a sense that it's not just in your head that you're not imagining because you're seeing a, a physical representation or manifestation of uh, the spirits because you're holding them and you know that you're holding them solid and steady and they're moving and you're like okay i am not moving these and they're moving and you can feel the vibration so i feel that you know those rods the divining rods or dowsing rods they actually pick up on those vibrations and on that energy And for me, I can feel that in my hands. You can feel the vibration, you can feel that energy and it's moving. And so when you ask a question, initially it was like you're, you're waiting for the rods to cross for yes and, or to, you know, go wide open, you know, for no. And as this has evolved, 
as I'm asking these questions and I'm talking with the spirits, I'm getting the answers in my head and then the rods will like follow up with it. No, that's a yes and no. So it's kind of evolving to where I've actually tested it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this without the rods and see what the answers are. And then I'm going to use the rods almost as my confirmation, if you will. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes perfect sense. I have a question real quick. Yeah. Has someone ever said to you, you're moving them mm-hmm. instead of they're moving themselves? Nobody has said that to me. I know that that sometimes you wonder, like, okay, are you moving them? These particular rods that I have, one, they're very long. They're probably, I don't know, two, a good two and a half feet, feet long. So they're exceptionally long and they're just a solid piece of copper, like an L shape. And a lot of times you'll see dowsing rods and they'll be in the part that you're holding, the L part of it, you will, mm-hmm. is a, a loose piece and the rod sits down in that, like in a, almost like in a ball bearing, you know what I mean? Where it can easily spin and they'll just spin round and round in there. A solid piece and they're sitting down into a, in it. These are not that way. They're literally just a solid piece. Okay. You know, solid piece of copper. So they don't spin. So when you hold them, I hold them, I hold them pretty tight. To move them, you'd, you would be my... My hands move, you know, my wrists would have to move for them to move. You know? Got it. Yes. And so I'm holding them tight. In fact, often I have to stop because I start getting cramps in my hands because I'm squeezing them sometimes too tight. You know, like, okay, <laughs> just a little bit, you know. So I'm letting loose and they're literally spinning in my hands. So, you, you know, you would be able to, you would see if I was moving them. Makes uh, sense. Yep. So, yeah, nobody, so nobody's ever asked me the question. The answer to your question, no, no one's ever asked me that question because it would be pretty obvious if they were moving because I, you would see that little movement in my hands and I literally not move my hands at all and they're spinning in my hand. That's amazing. The only reason I asked that was because I've heard other people question it to people that are using a dowsing rod. Right. Those people actually put them in the, the hands of the doubter, the skeptic. Yes, right. Because then it brought those people into belief. Yes, yes. But with yeah. yours, it sounds definitely like it would be easy to see if you were moving them. Right, and those the ones that are, to me, the ones that, that I've used that are, were loose, and I've never, I've honestly didn't, I've never used too many of them. I've done, I probably count on two hands how many times I've ever used them prior to these, run the ones I have now coming to me. They spin so easily that, it would be hard for me even holding them going, is that me moving a little bit? You know what I mean? Because you, if you moved a little bit, they'd literally just spin because they spin so free. Uh-huh. It would be, they spin really free. Where the ones that I have, they don't spin free. I mean, it's it's hard. And I've actually given the rods to other people and said, here, you, you try it. And it's interesting that some people don't move right away and other people, they don't move right away for them. That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I just did it recently with, I had some relatives visiting from out of state and they're interested in this kind of thing and I was talking about the rods and, and showing them these rods because they had, hadn't seen them for a few years and so I handed it to them and they tr- and they were trying them as well and they didn't move as easily for them but again it's new and I think some of it is you kind of have to I don't know what the right word is but you kind of bond with them I mean you have to be, you get comfortable with them it's like doing something for the first time you're holding them okay am I holding it right I don't know if that was it or, or what but they don't always react the same for different people. Well, that is interesting. So and some of this has to do with, again, are the spirits or whoever you're communicating with comfortable in, in talking with the person that's holding the rods? The reason I asked that was was because yeah. I had seen that question come up and I we had never talked about that. No, but I, the, you know, you and I, when we talked about your dousing rods, I knew what they were. I don't understand dousing rods because I haven't ever seen many of them. I didn't know that there was a ball bearing or something on them that would make them twirl. I thought they were always a piece of... Well, yeah, some of it isn't, maybe it's not a ball bearing, but it's like it's sitting 
solid copper or whatever. Yeah. Some that I've seen that the other members of the Ghost Guild have, they purchased them and they they are like a a copper tube with a with the copper L shape going down into the tube, so that you could hold the tube and then let them spin totally freeze, you know, like you're not holding a handle. You know, you're holding the tube and then it sits down in the tube and it lets them spin really freely, which makes、huh. because then. They would pick up on, you know, if there's any vibration moving them, it's easy for them to move.、Mm-hmm. The ones I have are older than dirt. I mean, they're just you can tell they're really, really old. <laughs> so you know, they're just a, an L-shaped solid piece of copper.、And、I think that's part of the reason, maybe, that they were longer. You know, for them to use them even to find water or whatever they were originally used for. If they're picking up on that. Energy or electromagnetic energy or whatever it is that that's making them react. If I think of them as an antenna, almost, you know,、mm-hmm. assume that the reason they were longer is to take more for them to move. That doesn't probably make a lot of sense. No, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. I don't doubt this. I believe, you know, I've heard you talk about it. Harry Wilson talked about them, and Rosella Rao has talked about them. You've got at least two witnesses that I know. Who have confirmed this is true? Because sometimes you know you don't even trust yourself. Like, am I getting this? And and they will, with their abilities as well, they can they'll confirm things that I'm like I'm getting this. I'm like, no, this is what I got. I'm like, okay, so we're all getting messages different ways, but it's sometimes it's the same message. So it, it does it helps because so much of this is it's subjective. I mean, it's like I feel this. I I'm getting this answer in my head. It's not always a physical thing. That's probably the best part about the rods. Is at least it's a physical thing that's moving. You're like, okay, at least it's not just I'm getting answers in my head. I'm getting a physical representation of that. Oh, I agree. <laughs> the physical really helps to confirm. Otherwise, I don't. You know, I've had things happen, and otherwise, you just don't know if it's you imagining something or if it's really true. Right. Right. And I, I mean, can't imagine what、it. you do and. Not having some type of confirmation. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm pretty much thinking, oh, you're crazy, Paul. You know, you're mad. <laughs> you're I am. Crazy. <laughs> well, I don't know. I might be crazy, but <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> We could go through the, you know, the. Do you know what day it is? What year it is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me the test. Yeah. Yeah,、um, give you the test. <laughs> Who comes to mind the most with you with the dowsing rods, and you know, people that have. Just shown up that you're surprised about, maybe. Well, initially, again, using these, I started. My learning curve was in the Victorian house, so initially it was Lena and some of the past residents of the house that came through. We would use the, the rods at the end of. We had、uh, a night at the museum,、uh, which basically people would come in and and we would tell them some of the stories, some of the things that happened in the house, let them do their own ghost hunting on their own, and then at the end we'd reconvene and talk about. What they experienced and what they saw, and then I would do a a session with the rods at the end, and we would really try to talk to some of the again the residents of the house when we had the whole group back together. Because you know some people have experience, some people don't, and it was kind of nice to regroup and share those experiences, and then wrap it up with me using the rods to see if we couldn't collectively get some communication. Because I really feel like that. Again, it has to do with the number of people that are there and that energy of all of you know everyone that's involved will affect you know who comes through and how they come through. And while doing that, we started to have other people come through. Some of my past relatives, some of Harry's, and so since that point, we've done some sessions just with us you know, and with people in the group to talk with the relatives that have passed on.、Mm-hmm. Is that a real thing? Past? It can't really be a past relative. <laughs> 
uh, relatives who have passed. <laughs> Got it. Pretty much you're stuck, you know, if you're a relative, yeah, you know, you can't get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> Even when they passed over or Even crossed over, right? <laughs> And you thought I, you thought I wasn't crazy. <laughs> I still don't think you're crazy, but that'll probably make everybody think we're both crazy. Hey, I'm in good company then. I just, that's right. That's right. So I feel. You know, I, that reminded me when you told me all these people started coming. You've had that happen where you just have like a huge amount of spirits show up, right? Right, right. And that's what's happening. Some of these sessions, all of a sudden, you know, we're trying to focus on, you know, the residents of the house or a couple of them, you know, maybe Lena and, you know, maybe some of her husbands, you know, prior husbands. <laughs> we've got to talk about her in a minute. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden we're getting Harry's relatives or my relatives or, you know, and what I'll see is like they literally, they come or people that are visiting. And again, the rods will like literally point to a person saying, and I'll get the message like their relative or someone they know wants to come through and has a message for them. So it, it kind of evolved into this whole, okay, there's people on the other side that want to give messages to people that are there because they're like, wait, you can hear me and they're open to this. And they're here doing a ghost hunt. And so all of a sudden they want to, they want to talk to their relatives. And so the rods will go, it's you. And I'm like, okay, they're telling me that they want to talk to you. I'm not sure who this is. And so I, it's been a, like, you know, babe in the woods. I'm like, uh, okay, they, it's you. And I don't know who you are, but there's somebody here. It's a male. They want to talk to you. They're saying something about this. And I've been amazed that usually what happens is they're confirming to me. They're like, I really wanted so-and-so to come through. Often that's <laughs> wanted somebody. So they came in with a preconceived idea that I really want my, you know, my grandmother or my aunt or someone to come through. And so they've asked them to come. And I truly believe if you ask someone who's crossed over or your spirit guides or anybody, if you, if you need them, you ask them to come, they'll come to mm -hmm. you. So I think some people, they've done that and they come. You literally, like you said, they'll come. And then meanwhile, the next person beside them or, or someone else or my relatives will be like, hey, <laughs> like, nah, okay, wait a minute. One at a time, and literally, you'll be like, no, you're like, okay, there's multiple spirits talking at the same time. And I, I am struggling with one. I can't do six, you know, <laughs> at the same time. So it's been a, it's kind of eye opening for everybody that I'm like, okay. And, and the rubs are like this person and this person. And, and we've had the same thing happen, even with the residents of the house. Cause when we sit down to talk to them, I think you, the others have shared with you. It's like going home. When we come into the house, they all like, mm -hmm. Hey, you're back. And the, the room will start to fill up with different people that, that have an association with the house. Oh, the that's so good. That is so amazing to me. It is amazing. I, that's a, a good word for it. We're, we're all still amazed by it. It's like, this is so, so cool. And it feels so good because we're, we're very lucky. It's just been, it's very, a very positive, loving type of thing. You know, they like, it's like coming home, you know, and that's how you, they make you feel when you walk in the house and, and that's what they want. But, you know, as far as, other people that are visiting the house and when their relatives or, or friends or whoever come through, it's usually just to give them a message that they're okay. You know, that's nine times out of 10, that's the message, or it may be a specific thing, but often it's more, we want them to know that they're okay. And often it's, you know, more recent uh -huh. situation. It seems like in recent, someone who's recently passed, I don't know if they're closer or what it is. I don't know the right words to describe this, but they come through e more easily. You know, because they want to, I think. Usually because they want to give that message that it's okay. I'm okay. I'm on the other side and, you know, it's love and light and happy 
and don't worry about me because they're worried about us. I really think when they first cross over, they're worried about us because they see us in pain because they're gone. And they're like, but I'm not gone. <laughs> I'm right. Right. Better, you know, I'm, I'm whole now. That makes sense. And I do believe they are whole once we, you know, once we pass from this earth, because I told this to Harry, we have a soul that lives in this physical tent. Yeah. But I believe that we are who we are on the other side too. I just think that we are housed in this clay, as it were. Right. It will stop us, stops us from doing all kinds of things. One is, you know, being free and it also causes us pain, right? Right. So I think that you're right that people do that. My mother did that in her own way. Let me know because I was very worried about her. You know, I haven't heard from her since, but all I had to hear was the one time and, you know, I knew she was okay. You know, she just literally did it through my brother-in-law and he didn't even know he was doing it. I think I told Harry this. And so my listeners have heard this before. Oh, well, they'll hear it again. She had passed away. I was worrying about her. I was standing like in a in my dad's house and this forward bathroom and I was in there and just talking hoping she's okay and praying she was okay and anyway I come out and my brother-in-law starts singing Camp Town Ladies do you know that song? Camp Town yes. Ladies sing this song yes. do, do, do. my mother loved that song and for him just to burst out in song at a funeral airing time right? yeah oh. that's what I'm saying it was just the oddest thing but I knew exactly what it was oh my gosh I know he just went into this song for no unknown reason. I mean, for no reason that I could come up with, except that I was being told my mom was happy and she was doing good. Oh, wow. And she had had such a terrible life on this earth. Yeah, to me, it was like, okay, thank you. Yes. Yeah. So I have one last question. Okay. Actually, now I have, I have two last questions, but I'm going to ask you about the resident spirits of the Victorian house. And mainly, Lena, I have heard about her before. Okay. And so anyway, I heard about her before, but I didn't know she had a bunch of husbands when you said her husbands. Did she, how many husbands did Lena have? Lena was a character from what I heard. She, yeah, she was a character and I am not the historian. So, okay. There's my disclaimer. So if I, (laughs) you know, don't shoot me. I won't. Because I'm sure Harry and those those that are listening will be like, oh, you got that wrong. I believe she had at least three. There was two that I think of, that I can think of. So, and because those two reside actually often in the basement. She had more than one husband and they, she sometimes got taken advantage for her, uh, of her money. You know, uh-huh. they used her money. One of them was a, an inventor and, you know, so she had, she had more than one. And, and I don't know, she wasn't good at picking them or they were better at picking her. <laughs> <laughs> well, back in that day, because that was, when was that? 1900s uh, sometimes? Yeah, it would have been, you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think back when she, yeah, when she was around, that was, you had to be married almost to, to be part right. of society. Right. So you'd almost say, okay, he wants to marry me. Yeah, I guess I better marry him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then you got, yeah. because she had money, of course they did. They did, and yeah, they, they, um, they used her money, you know? Mm-hmm. And she ended up without any money in the end, you know, that was that part of that. And it kind of became a a little bit of a recluse, you know, and there's stories about her mowing the the grass in the dark with a flashlight. Oh, my. Yeah. You know, so she she just kind of had a rough life. Yeah. And she's there now, though, and she seems to be happy. And I think she's happy. Yeah. She's definitely there now and spends a lot of of time 
just making sure that everything is the way it's supposed to be. She was the, the longest resident of the house mm-hmm. you know, and lived there for the longest period of time. So she probably thinks it's her house, right? Well, it is her house. Well, yeah. I know, right? Just yeah. ask her. Yeah, she'll tell you. Just ask her. She'll tell <laughs> Yeah, I was here the longest. It's mine, and I was the last one here. You know, until it because you know, after that's when it was you know sold. Um, I didn't realize that part. She was the last resident there before it was sold. Before it was sold, and they kind of tricked her. And my my understanding in, into going like to the doc, she ended up in a, in a retirement type of situation where they, they get her out of the house because she was li- literally living in like two rooms in the very back of this six thousand square foot mansion or whatever she, she got into the point where she was just living in a couple of rooms because she couldn't afford to obviously heat the whole thing and and they had to get her get her out of that house yeah i don't know if it was going to the doctor or what it was then eventually the house was then put up and sold at auction and and that's when the actual historical society bought it in this want to say 70s wow so she was actually there up until the, mm-hmm. in the, up until the 70s oh my gosh i believe yes yes well, because funded at that point so up until about that point so do you, how old was she when she passed from here i'm not the historian i, I know we'll find out later yeah <laughs> was so much better at this harry and mark oh yeah mark mark i haven't met mark phone but he let me use the picture of the little girl which i thought was so neat that i could put on my website yeah. or put up when i was doing harry's first interview Right. So, another great interview with you. Oh, thank and you. I am really excited that you would come back and do this, and I hope we can do it again because I have a feeling there's more even that we can talk about. The Victorian house is like a treasure trove. I don't feel like you and Harry and Rosella have even scratched the surface on what's going on there. Anyway, I, I think you're probably right. Like you said, we're just we're just getting a slight taste of it, you know. I do believe that. I just, and someday I plan to, or no, I don't know if I plan to, but I want to go see this and be there and see it. That would be, that you guys in person. Yeah. Yes. We we have to, we have to do that. That That would would, be fun. So thank you so much. Thank you, Marianne. If you enjoyed this podcast, I encourage you to share it with others you think would also be interested. If you'd like to know more about me, go to M-A-R-Y-A-N-N com and or authormasterminds.com forward slash m-a-r-y dash a-n-n dash p-o-l-l until next time may the wind always be at your back the sun on your face and the good lord walk beside you <laughs>